Filmmaker Commentary, episode 189. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary, where we cover movies with commentaries from directors who take the time to record them on Blu-ray and DVDs. We also give our detailed insights, so look out for spoilers. We discuss the latest in showbiz news, along with movies and TV shows that we've been watching. So join Reginald Titus Jr. That's me. And Casey G. Smith. That's me. Every week here on Filmmaker Commentary. Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Filmmaker Commentary. I'm Reginald Titus Jr. I'm joined with Casey G. Smith. Welcome back, sir. Good to be back, sir. And happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> Are you celebrating Halloween? <laughs> I don't know if celebrate's the right word. Uh, I'll, I'll Are you be... doing anything on Halloween? <laughs> no, I'm usually chilling. chilling. Yeah, I'm usually not trying to be out in these streets. I know, right? It's, yeah. yeah, I'm chilling. I'll eat some candy. It's cold, though. Now it's getting cold, so. Yo. I will eat some candy. That, that's uh, and maybe watch. I'll maybe watch a. Yeah, I think I'll watch a. Uh, probably I'm in the Conjuring franchise. I'm working my way through, uh, and, and the okay. Nun Two okay. just dropped on Max. So maybe I'll wait and watch it on, on Halloween. All right, and today we're covering Beetlejuice. 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 Uh, 1988, directed by Tim Burton. What was the budget and box office for this film? So Beetlejuice on a fifteen million dollar budget. What ended up grossing seventy four and seven million dollars. Wow! Congrats. That's good. Well done. Oh yeah, it did. It was the oh man, I think that uh, maybe the twentieth highest grossing film box office wise that year in eighty eight. <laughs> That's impressive. It is. Yeah. Especially because it's kind of awkward, it's a little weird, but uh, and it's punching above its weight as far as like, far like the style, what it looks like. Yes, yeah. more expensive. Surprise, like like surprise hit. It, yeah, yeah. It, it had a uphill battle, but it and this this helped put Tim Burton and Michael Keaton on the map. Agreed. And Winona Ryder as well. Yeah, you make some money, then hey, what, what else? Are you, what, what are you thinking, Tim? What do you need, Michael? Anybody? Exactly. And it's led to Batman. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that Batman. Uh, what kind of awards did this movie win? So, Beetlejuice actually won uh, the Academy of Science Fiction Horror Films. It won for Best Makeup, Best Horror Film, Best Supporting Actress in uh, Sydney. No, excuse me, Sylvia Sydney. I don't even know who that is. For base, for Best Makeup. Uh, for best supporting actress, I don't know. Who Sil- I'm like Sylvia Sydney. Who is that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Hmm. Because well. it's, it's it's not. It's obviously not Winona Ryder. It's not Gina Davis. It's not uh, the mother. No, the mother's name is something else entirely. I've got her name here. The mother's name is. Where you at? Where you at in my notes? That's interesting. Kath, that's oh, Catherine O'Hara is. So that, I think that's a typo. I'm gonna count that as a typo because okay, yeah. Um, but it did. But they won for which? Maybe, what did they actually win the Oscar? Maybe for? maybe she was the, the 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 maybe she was the agent, the consulting agent who worked at the agency. <laughs> maybe that was her. Maybe that's who that was. Oh, who's always kind of getting into them? Oh yeah. Maybe that's her. But we'll, I'll see in a moment when I get back. Because you're dead. <laughs> when I get back to the page. But okay, the big award is that it won an Oscar mm-hmm. for best makeup. 
I agree. And well, I don't know what was going on that year, but it was it was disgusting makeup. So, and they only had like a million dollars for the for the for the special effects budget. They pulled it off. Absolutely, that's that's pretty impressive that they were able to do that. Well done, yes, sir. What was the synopsis? What were what was the vibe at the time, nineteen eighty eight, with this particular film? Uh, this was a, a runaway hit. Like people didn't expect it came out of the blue. I remember I I saw this. In the theater, mm-hmm. and uh, let's see Mar- March of this is the thing when, when movies were in the theaters for for a while because I, I watched it in San Antonio. My aunt, my aunt took my sister and I to go and see this. We were in San Antonio. My aunt, aunt Gwen, shout out to Aunt Gwen. Yeah, uh, she took me and my sister to go to go and see it. Wow. We, yeah, we, yeah, we watched this one in the theater. I, I, I remember that, and that's so it was summer of '88. That would have been after second grade. We were down in San Antonio visiting. So, yeah, I watched this in San Antonio in the theater. Ah, big screen. That is interesting. That would have been a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> um, How about, uh, yeah, so, but anyway, aside from my experience with it, this was, this was everywhere. I mean, it spawned a cartoon. Not my oh, favorite cartoon yeah. at all, but it spawned a cartoon. This was, yeah, this was a, a big deal. Yeah, uh, I did watch it, the cartoon a little bit. I mean, because it was kind of sprinkled in with Saturday cartoons anyway, so I'm yeah. there. So if nothing else was on, like, why not? Yeah, and the, vi- the vibes of the cartoon were, were a little bit different. Beetlejuice yeah. was less of a sleazeball creeper. <laughs> oh, pedophile. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yeah, when you hear about the original script. Oh, I mean, just seeing what happened in the movie too girls it's, it's, it's worse the original script is it's it gets worse. worse yeah like, uh, you know, no he wasn't he wasn't trying to make a decent woman out of her let's just say anyway we'll get to, we'll get to that we'll get to that but the the vibes for this it absolutely was was huge i mean i don't think you can find anybody from our era who doesn't know the name of beetlejuice and here's a testament to the film right now on hbo max as of this recording it's the number two film on Max, like if you scroll down far enough, they've got like a it's nostalgic, man. like a rating, like a like the top ten. Yeah. It's number two, and even right here on IMDb, in, on its movie meter, it's number one hundred three. Mm-hmm. That's insane! Like this thing goes up into the thousands, the twenties, of thousands, Peter. and it's number one hundred three. I'm with it, especially during Halloween. Wow, it's definitely going to spike, and it's just got to be available. I think there's going to be more films like that as they get the rights figured out because there's a lot of movies that are like in limbo because there were no digital streaming rights. And so, like, okay, well, that company's bankrupt now. That production company's bankrupt. So who's going to have the rights for streaming? And who's, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of films like that that are just in the air for digital streaming. But once they get it figured out, there's going to be more films like that. Yeah. And even then, even once you have it on a certain platform, it's still smart to be able to lease it out to other spaces because there's there's stuff that could be exclusive to Max and could be exclusive to Disney Plus because mm-hmm. Warner Brothers and Disney own that content, but they're still now renting it out, releasing it out to Netflix. Uh, so Beetlejuice is on Netflix and HBO, is that what you're saying? Um, I don't know if Beetlejuice specifically, but just other oh. other content that I know that those two oh, companies own and are the distributors for, like they're not just keeping them on their platforms, even though they have the platforms, mm-hmm. they're still saying, no, you know what, we're, we're going to double dip. Okay, if somebody has Netflix, hey, let's still strike up a deal with Netflix because Netflix still needs the content. But they, mm-hmm. I think they, they pulled it and held it for a little while to establish themselves, and now they're kind of double dipping, like, okay, no, we can still, just like we still have our stuff playing on, on, on cable, on demand, like you, yeah, you know, all the mm-hmm. Dark Knight stuff and the MCU stuff all plays on TNT all the time. Star Wars, all the time uh, for on broadcast. TNT. But so, there's, but they're still they're still leasing it to streaming so other streaming services as well. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I think hey, if they cutting the check, let's go. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. if they cutting the check, which I guess the play was to get as many subscribers as you've gotten. So if you've 
exhausted all that, then it's okay to go ahead and spread it out and get some more money that way. There you go. If that was the play, as they say. Yeezer. Uh, but before we talk further about Beetlejuice, let's talk about TV news and movies. Watch. So in the news, according to IndieWire, friends, collaborators, and fans pay tribute to Matthew Perry. Uh, nobody did it better. The unexpected death of Matthew Perry shocked the entertainment industry, prompting TV fans around the world to reflect on the life of one of the brightest sitcom stars of the past three decades. The French star was found dead in a jacuzzi in Los Angeles around 4 p.m. on Saturday, October 28th. The 54-year-old actor had remained in the public eye until the very end, appearing in the 2020 Friends reunion special and sharing candid stories of his battles with addiction in his 2022 memoir, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. His sudden passing caught many of fans, many fans off guard, but shook soon, excuse me, but shock soon gave way to appreciation of a singular television career. So I just want to uh, give condolences to Matthew Perry, his family, his 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 friends, mm-hmm. his colleagues, uh, and his fans as well. Rest in peace. R.I.P., brother. All right. So on to the next story. Uh, another unfortunately somber one. Uh, this also this is according to Variety. Richard Mall, who played Bull the Bailiff on Night Court, dies at age eighty. Wow. Uh, actor Richard Mall died Thursday at his home in uh, Bear Lake, California. He was eighty. The deep voice, six foot eight inch actor, was best known for the role of the bailiff Bull Shannon in Night Court, co-starring Carrie Anderson and John Larroquette from nineteen eighty four to nineteen eighty two. Shout out to John Larroquette, who we just saw last week on uh, Tales from the Crypt: Demon Night. Mm-hmm. He was the guy dressed as the. Uh, husband come back to life. Uh, Moore was nominated for a Saturn Award for the 1985 horror movie House. He voiced Harvey Dent slash Two-Face on Batman the Animated Adventures um, or the Animated Adventures of Batman and Robin and as well as Scorpio, excuse me, Scorpion on Spider-Man the Animated Series. Okay. Uh, he also had parts in The Flintstones, Jingle All the Way, Casper Meets Wendy and Scary Movie 2. Okay. He had a reoccurring role in the sitcom Getting By, starring Cindy Williams and voiced bodyguard Mighty Max. So, again, another uh, condolences and um, to the family of one Richard Mall, to his colleagues, friends, and to his fans. Once again, rest in peace. R.I.P., man. And this was... Sorry, go ahead. No, I remember him from Night Court. It was just like... Yeah, that's one of the shows yeah. that, I, that, I've been, that I've been watching and seeing his. I mean, he's pretty he's pretty brilliant on there. He's mm-hmm. you know he plays a, a big lumbering presence. He's a, he's a sharp guy, and it's mm-hmm. so it's so wild because his head was shaved during the show, and you mm-hmm. see him like in this image here, you know, full full head of, of white hair, like you know, like looking sharp. So, okay. but I, I had no idea he had done the voice acting and was Harvey Dent slash Two Face on Batman the Animated Series. But now I'm like, okay, and even Scorpion on Spider Man the Animated Series. I'm like, I did not know that, but. Um, so yeah, those were some un- unfortunate things in the news. But so on a, well, in a, on a lighter note, so according to Variety, Five Nights at Freddy's box office all records shattered in opening weekend. Five Nights at Freddy's Universal and Bloomhouse's terrifying adaptation of the popular video game made a killing in its box office debut <laughs> with seventy eight million in North America and one hundred and thirty million globally. 
For a $20 million budgeted horror film that landed simultaneously on streaming, these ticket sales would have been significant by the end of the theatrical run. In just three days of release, Five Nights at Freddy's has already surpassed the entire global haul of 2022's Halloween Ends, $104 million, and will soon overtake 2021's Halloween Kills, $133 million, which previously ranked as the biggest hybrid release from Universal and Peacock. And unlike Five Nights at Freddy's, those uh, slasher sequels went from time-tested, were from time-tested film franchises. Uh, every studio should be taking note. This can be a game changer and another clear blueprint for event level horror films and game adaptations, says Sean Robbins, chief analytical, uh, excuse me, chief analyst at Box Office Pro, pointing to the communal appeal of horror films. Yeah, it's not a surprise at all. Um, Corey Kitchens, you know, the famous YouTuber, made that. That movie popular. Uh, the reason I know about the films because every week my kids would be like, "Hey," because they have the little logo, the little thumbnail uh, on the uh, platform or on Xbox. Because when we're going through the Xbox, like, "Oh yeah, Friday night." So they've been counting down the whole month. Now, if my kids were like, you know, like public schools and like, they, and they were uh, hanging out at the theater, I'm sure all their friends would be like, "Hey, let's go to the theater and watch it." You know, as part, right. part of you know making it interactive stuff like that. But man. I still say this is this is still a shock because really yes because it's number one it's a video game adaptation which traditionally have not gone well. Um, there's a lot of cases uh, of video game adaptations uh-huh. absolutely just not being good. From my perspective, like how I see it is that regardless of how popular the video game is, yeah, I, I look at it as uh, like an interactive. Like kind of like an interactive YouTube channel, YouTubers, because uh, my kids didn't play the game. They just watched the YouTuber play the game and comment on it. And so from their perspective and what I've seen is just like, oh, it's popular. Whatever Corey's going to suggest, they're going to look at it. And, and because he's like in the film and stuff like that, they're going to want to watch it. And so I think it's a different experience. It could have been it could have been anything. But as long as they were entertained by it, they would have they would have signed up to watch it. Assassin's Creed. Very popular game franchise, yeah. And film wise, and eh, not so great. Tomb Raider mm-hmm. with, with with star power with Angelina Jolie, you know, and it had a couple sequels, but but I'm saying it's, it's not a guarantee. So I'm 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 surprised uh, by I'm happy for its success. Yeah, I'm not and, surprised by it though. Yeah, I'm still surprised because because to me it's not a guarantee, especially as a, as a game movie. Now, it it it's the strategy is smart because it's a. Mm-hmm. Of the genre of horror, so releasing mm-hmm. it this close to Halloween, I'm like, okay, that's smart. But it's but it's also it's a double edge to do same day release streaming and see, the theater, and to still do these kinds of numbers. That is that's pretty incredible. I, uh, I was unaware that it uh, um, that they were releasing in theaters. You know, I mm. thought it was just a straight streaming deal. But before it's Blumhouse being part of it, like that's that's not he's got the formula for making low budget things very successful. So. Th- not surprised there, but for this to outperform Halloween, like an like a established franchise, it's been around for thirty plus years. That's right. uh, again, even even with YouTube influencers, that, that this also is, you got to think about a, the a age group too. So like, because as uh, long as the film is not rated off, it's under that, it's going to perform better anyway. That's 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 fair. And that so is fair. If it, it could have easily been rated R, you know, if they turned it up, it could have been easily been rated R. Yeah. Uh, but I, I know that was a business decision <laughs> to not be rated R. 
Um, so again, the fact that this was available to stream also that this is this is this is pretty amazing. The do mm-hmm. seventy eight million first weekend. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. This this is gonna make a lot of money. It's gonna make a lot Absolutely. of money. That's that's yeah. Because I mean, it's it's got a um, like my kids range from two years old to fifteen. They were all in front of the TV watching it. Mm-hmm. And that's a big. That's a big stroke, but versus Halloween, that's like a very that's like a segment of people. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, de- it's very gener- specific. It's, gener- it's generations as well. Yeah. But, but it, it was just distributed differently at the at the time. Yeah. Uh, but again, again, this is yeah. Again, what this guy's saying like this could be a new blueprint potentially. But, but to see all those cross sections come together again, horror is tried and true. We we've, we've already yeah. established that video game not tried and true. But then streaming. And in theaters, also not tried and true. So this I, is. This I think is, video game is tried and true. Like it, Sonic, if you have the kid element to it, how many years did it take? Sonic one S- and two. Sonic and Mario. Like it, it's mm-hmm. we're talking th- like over thirty years before. Mm-hmm. Like like, and those are animated features as well. Mm-hmm. Where well, I one's they, animated, one is live action. Well, yeah, one, yeah, one is yeah, one is one is hybrid. You're right. So- Sonic and and Mario. Those are, but are, it's also that age group great. too. It's like that a broad age group was like young, you know, it's PG, PG thirteen, and they're not touching that rated R. Yeah, and the and the parents are taking them out to watch it. Yeah, but again, again, being animated, it's not a guarantee. Like these, those, but those were well done, and I'm and I, I was happy for the success of both of those films, those franchises, even now. But just video games, like those are examples of video games with the same demographic that can kind of go and, and, they, and, and those are generational too, because Mario and Sonic. I mean, they those are the the Nintendo and Sega mascots of the late '80s into the early '90s. That uh, I mean, Sonic and. and you know, had his ongoing cartoons, anime series, and, and Mario was just mm-hmm. continue. Well, both characters are, have been in the zeitgeist for a long time, but yeah, they um, they had good success. I'm trying to think of another video game franchise, but nonetheless, good on on Five Nights at Freddy's, and congratulations on their their early success. This is mm-hmm. gonna, I'm like, wow, and I think this is only gonna fuel even more. Yeah, um, it's basically reach that general audience. You know, don't do rated R. Link up with a popular YouTuber, which is they do that in Hollywood anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, linking up with the with that YouTuber to promote that product, um, no good. I wonder. What, I'm, I'm curious about the reviews of uh, of Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm thinking it has to be at least decent, or maybe there was just like that much anticipation and, and buzz around it. Mm-hmm. But um, but nonetheless, so yeah, that's what I have for news. What what have you been watching, Reginald? So yeah, just. That was one. We my kids were waiting all month to watch that <laughs> film, okay. and so I was like, "God, they're reminding me every week." Mm. Dear God, they're relentless. Um, so as soon as it dropped, we watched it. Um, watched it. That was on Peacock. Peacock. <laughs> of course, I should know that by now. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was it was entertaining. I mean, it had some dark themes. You know, it's definitely got some dark themes in it, but okay. they seemed to enjoy it. I was just there for the ride. Okay. Um, yeah. I uh, I don't know if, who would I recommend this for. I guess like if you have um, kids that don't mind like semi dark themes and like to be have some jump scares here and there. Okay. I recommend it. it it's it's semi family friendly. Okay. <laughs> cool. 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 Uh, from a family friendly standpoint, one of the recent things I watched on Disney Plus, they dropped a, a Marvel's Lego Avengers. Like short movie, mm-hmm. I don't normally watch 
many of those because sometimes they're a little, a little too silly for me. Mm-hmm. I know they're aimed more so at kids, but they dropped one called Code Red. And it's got a lot of the voice actors from the, the Avengers Assemble animated show. And but they had also Wolverine in this one. My man Steve Bloom, okay. one of my favorite voice actors. He's like the between him and, and um the other guy from the original X Men, uh Cal, Cal Dodd. Like they're like the quintessential quintessential Wolverine voices. But anyway, so so I, I jumped in and watched that and it was it was pretty entertaining. It was a nice little message and they even like the characters they worked in. It's it's a nice it's a nice hybrid between the MCU mm-hmm. and the comic books, which is which is interesting. They 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 have some nice little Easter eggs that are like, oh, okay, I see what they did there, <laughs> and they and they just introduce some characters you don't normally see, um, even like 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 Red Guardian is is in it from the Black Widow movie, and that's kind of funny because you know he's you know spoiler alert Natasha's dad yeah so spoiler alert. but he's a he's a, he's a, but he's a and he, that. he's the best part of the Black Widow movie wow. like like yeah he's he's, he's pretty funny so. It's in in a Lego setting. It's really fun to kind of have him in there. Anyway, so that was that was a fun little 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 ditty. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvel Legos Avengers Code Red. Um, watched another episode of Loki. Yes, sir. Uh, every time that one drops, gotta watch it. Um, uh, we were talking on the phone uh, when it comes to because we're we're watching this every week along with Goosebumps every week. Goosebumps dropping on Disney Loki. Yeah, on Disney, also on Disney, Disney as, well. as well. So stick well, around. Stick around. <laughs> Don't change that. <laughs> Streaming service. Right? So when Goosebumps drops, just feels each episode when it drops, we feel, you know, we're fulfilled for the week. It's like, okay. We can go on to the next week and, you know, no problem. When Loki, <laughs> the style and how they're dropping each episode feels like it feels like a long movie, but I, I'm down to watch the long movie. And they just keep pausing it. <laughs> they just keep pausing it every week. Yes. Reg- Reginald, <laughs> Reginald says, drop the whole series on me, please. Yes. Especially with this. It just, yeah, it just feels like a long movie. Yes, a long build up. It's like, okay, you're just, just let it go. Anyhow, but <laughs> it was still entertaining nonetheless. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I uh, look forward for them to wrap this thing up. Yeah, it should be the, I guess the, well, no, this was the only the fourth episode. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is episode number four. Because I watched, I watched it today, actually. Uh-huh. Um, last, the first season was six episodes, so I assume it's going to be in the same format, probably six. We probably have mm-hmm. two more two more episodes left. Yeah. It just feels like a long movie. I'm just like, I'm down to watch the long movie. Just yes, play sir. it. Just play it, man. Quit yeah. pausing it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, I, I, I watched that as, as well. I also watched, so I watched a whole gang of the, the, the Conjuring universe nice i'm glad you i mean jumped I, into that yeah that was a great suggestion so I, I watched the conjuring which i may have watched that last last week i think mm-hmm. on, the, on the last last show uh but this week i watched <laughs> here we go okay i watched <laughs> i watched annabelle did you do like the timeline did you follow like the whole time yes, i looked at the year each one yeah. came out because so uh-huh. I, 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 yeah, I wanted to be in order so i watched annabelle yeah then i watched annabelle creation then i watched annabelle comes home then I watched um, The Nun, mm-hmm. and then I watched Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. Dang. Yeah. Did all, you all watch the other Conjuring as well, the one and two? Oh, that was before that. Yeah, yeah so, it was a week so, before. Yeah, the order is Annabelle. Yeah, so The Conjuring was first, then uh-huh. it's Annabelle, then it's Annabelle Creation, then it's Annabelle Comes Home, then it's The Nun, uh-huh. then it's the, the Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah, that, cause that that was 2021. And then now, it, what just dropped like today or this weekend, mm-hmm. The Nun 2 oh is on goodness. Max. So I'll watch that. Yeah, I'll probably wait and watch it on Halloween. Ha-ha, there you go. But I've been mad impressed with how they connect. I'm like, what? That's like, how you so do you it. Get the end, they've like, done it right. Like, They're oh doing it right, goodness. man. Yeah, it's 
pretty brilliant. I'm like, this is fantastic storytelling at the mm-hmm. end, the way it connected. I was like, wait, but, but she, but that's a little, oh man, it, yeah, that might really, be worth really looking. Good. That might be worth looking into that whole franchise when we get some time. Yeah, I was, <laughs> dude. I was, I was so impressed. I, I did yeah. not like it stuff. I did not see coming, especially from Annabelle creation when that the way that ended, <laughs> and then the way it, it links into the con, the first con. I was like, no way, what? That's oh my goodness, that's wow. Yeah. Now, so okay, see, mm, so what? What I'm curious about because this is this. Some of the stuff, well, I mean, I guess almost all the stuff, I guess, with Annabelle mm-hmm. is based on real life because it ties into the the family. The Conjuring stuff is sure. based on, uh, so it's like three of those movies, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Three uh, Conjuring movies. Um, and then the Annabelle, yes, that doll. And so inspired by, you know, so like the, you know, some events have happened and then some are like bumped up for sure height yeah height yeah even the look of the doll is different you know it's like yeah, a raggedy ann doll like the real doll uh, like a raggedy ann doll and this is like a little girl doll that's like creepy looking the, oh the yeah first, the, the original doll doesn't look creepy at all yeah oh well, that's yeah yeah this because they, they had to set marketing wise they have to sell you because all they gotta do is put that doll's face and they and that the doll's face changes over time yeah um and you know they make it where they can move the eyes. It seems like expressive. Like sometimes the doll has like a oh shit, like oh shit, I yeah. messed up. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't what? succeed. Yeah, <laughs> that, uh, but it's spoiler alert. The in Annabelle comes home when the girl's locked in the the room with all the creepy stuff, and you and that TV, the TV that comes on is like going to tell you like a few steps about how you're going to die or whatever. That was creepy. Yeah. That was yeah. messed up. It's al- it's always creepy when somebody is looking in, in a reflective surface. Mm-hmm. And especially when it's kind of almost a fisheye lens view and, and somebody comes into the frame and is and it's coming up behind them. That's, that's a classic, look out behind you. Somebody's coming. <laughs> like that is always just extra creepy. And then the girl says, and the, the fact that she's stopping, she's looks behind her and looks behind her again. It's yeah, that is it's very that- well done. I was so mad at that girl for the longest. I was like, Damn it! Why do you do this? Like, uh, yeah, but it's, it's made for you get you, yeah. you find him. You're like, oh, my heart breaks for you. Like, yes. oh, bless your heart. That that one was creepy because it was like, did you see that scene where she was like Mert killing herself? Did you see that in the TV? Yeah. Well, I saw her all bloody, but I didn't know. I didn't realize she was she was killing herself. So she was committing suicide. And well, well, was she? What was she cutting herself with some glass or something? Yeah, or? I think it was like either on the head or on the throat. I saw her all all bloody, but I was like, I couldn't tell what was. So happening. she answered the phone. So she answered the phone, and then when she answered the phone, she killed herself. Mm. And then so in the actual movie, spoiler: when the phone rings, that's when the kids get they in. They come and stop. Yes, them from that's why. <laughs> But you see what happens on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I man. was like, oh, this is good. I'll tell you what was creepy. The, uh, the what are they called? The fairy man. With those coins. Oh, and yeah, And why yeah, the yeah. other girl kept picking the damn things oh, up? I'm like, yeah, why that- are you picking up these coins, girl? <laughs> Leave the damn, like, I'm like, why is everybody so curious in this universe? Like, yes. the door knocks. I got to answer it. Yeah. Coin, oh, I got to see what that is. Like, there's a, and the sound in the hall. I got to go see what that is. No, you don't. <laughs> you do not have to investigate <laughs> everything. <laughs> Oh man, but no, it was, it was. I've, I've, I have thoroughly enjoyed this run of films, and again, the, 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 the tie-in. Again, spoiler alert for Annabelle mm-hmm. creation. Yeah. So it, it's, it's sad because you have the, the girl who, who has polio and she's already kind of partially disabled, and then you know she gets dropped, and now she's in a wheelchair, full on wheelchair. And then so the other thing that that's that's 
initially creepy is when she's sitting outside by herself and, and the sister goes back into the house, as in the, 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 the nun sister goes back in the house, and all of a sudden, the hand of another nun mm. is what grabs the wheelchair. And that's, I think, that's the nun. Oh, man. And that's who pushes her into the, uh, into the barn or whatever, into the whatever, that, that, that uh, closed off shack or shed. And then, of course, the classic, I'm screaming while, while somebody, while the spirit of another person, mm-hmm. the spirit of the, of the, the dead daughter is on top of her and pukes the black gunk into her. And then all of a sudden, oh, here we changed. go. I'm fine now. Yeah, here's Johnny. But the fact that, 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 <laughs> that she's like healed now and can and walk. But then you fast forward to the end of the film ah. and. And you, you're back to the beginning of the conjuring. And you know, this family, this family had adopted her. The fact that she changes her name to Annabelle, and it's like, oh man. So that's the part I'm wondering. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. is that real? Like, did oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't know that part. I don't know. I'm like, man, it'd be worth going back and to check out. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm, I'm very curious about. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, was there really a girl who had got adopted and who had, and then, and then somehow. Yeah, that family next door had ended up with the doll. That's just wild, man. It's just wild that they have the 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 fact the chance that they would be neighbors with the with the with the family that adopted the girl who had the doll in the first place. Yeah, that's that's wild. Wow. Now I'm sure maybe that was some of the Hollywood fantasy worked in, but yeah. So I've been up in the Conjuring universe, <laughs> and it's been it's been delightful. Now again, again, some of us the Annabelle stuff's rated R. Yeah, I the Conjuring stuff's PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe I'm maybe I become desensitized, and I'm like, oh, it's not so bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's not I, so I, bad. I've seen it like I've seen the reaction from my kids. Like PG thirteen, they're scared, and uh-huh. then the little, and the real youngest ones, they are scared for sure. Sure, but I, <laughs> with the rated R ones, it kind of horrifying. <laughs> the oldest one is scared. Well, with the rated R ones, like he's like, yeah, that one's kind of scary. He's like, but they still watch it all. But like my middle one, he's just like. Kind of petrified a little bit. Uh, I was like, "Oh, yeah." Well, they 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 work it. They 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 build it up, and it's 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 got the suspense, and it's always the you know it's, it's the the sound design, and it's always it's like you know something in the dark that's a little further away. You have to kind of yeah. slowly move towards, and it's or even like I will tell you one when in Annabelle creation when the the girl who's possessed when she 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 does this thing where she backs away into mm. the darkness oh, and, then, and then her eyes, the eyes light up. her <laughs> eyes glitter like and shine like, and like that's hella creepy <laughs> hella creepy man but uh anyway yeah it's yeah the well uh, done. Annabelle, the first one or the second one first one that one it was just brutal you know like when it comes like the death scenes it's just more you can hear the skin tearing you can hear certain things squishing and yeah, it's been a little bit more time there, so they see like what's going on versus like cut away. Just see the person's reaction on their face, like oh my, kind of like in Loki, like what happened with the box, the, the clear box on what he did to the people. Oh yeah, and you, and you, you won't get to see it. You, nah. They just you just <laughs> the people are horrified. Yeah, just no, those, people, <laughs> those people are compressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your life has been compressed. Dang man, what a way to go. Yeah, for real. Ugh. Cause you know those bones are breaking and that's rough. Yeah. Woo. Um, anything else you've been watching? Um, that's it for me. Yeah, I, I did watch the latest episode of uh, Gen, the boys Gen V, mm-hmm. Generation I gonna, V, I should say. I was going to dive into that, but I just like, oh, I, I tell you what, I did watch. Didn't watch that, but I did purchase a couple episodes of Rick and Morty. Okay. Yeah. So. I can kind of tell that the new scientist, like the voice, 
It's a little different. In the first episode, like a little, just a little bit. In the first episode, I could tell. Yeah. Uh, so season seven, the first episode I could tell, but after the second episode, I was like, I think I, I got I over. I couldn't. It. I couldn't tell anymore. I was like, oh, I'm just. I'm just. All right, we're here. I got over it. Um, but seeing how that actor, I don't know if he did this, the the original actor. I don't know if he did this every single episode that he recorded. He was drinking for real on some <laughs> some behind the scenes stuff. He was drinking for real, like he was drink. He was drunk, belligerent. Oh and then wow! Like, like the burps, like the burps in between. I didn't see that in the episode that we watched. Like the burps in between and all that. You know, that was like just part of his his thing. He was drinking and stuff like that. Like man, but and it, you can tell it's recorded. It's like this is authentic. Wow, <laughs> method. <But> yeah, <laughs> method acting. So like when he's upset or when he's explaining things, you can usually tell. This time around, I was like, oh man. Oh well, but it was still entertaining. I enjoyed both of them, so yeah, I watched yeah, it yeah. with the wife. We both liked it, so yes, sir. No I worries. Went, like right before you came over, I went back. I've been watching some of season six mm-hmm. again. I, I rewatched the one with the, the the night people. That one's weird, isn't it? That one's good and brilliant. They say it's based on, like it's supposed to feel like a John Carpenter. Movie. Yeah, I enjoy. I enjoy listening to the little commentary afterwards where they talk about the making of that episode. But they say it's supposed to feel like a John Carpenter movie. I'm like, it does. Because there's <laughs> a lot of synthesizer in it too. Like that one was good. I like that one. Like summer That's memorable. Like, we own the night, <laughs> and soon we'll own the day and stop <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a solid episode. Uh, it's pretty brilliant. Solid stop. episode. Worth 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 the rewatch. And then Rick Rick and Morty had these <laughs> these crazy abs from getting the night people to do all the workouts. And That's so, right. And there's at the at the end. Uh, because like they keep fighting there, they have, they have, they're fighting each other, and technically they're fighting themselves. So yeah. when they knock somebody out, they become the night version, and yeah. they're fighting against them. So Rick Sanchez is fighting against Morty, who's the nighttime version, and he goes to he goes to punch him, mm-hmm. and and Rick and Morty moves up real quick, and and Rick hits his abs, and his <laughs> fist bounces back and <laughs> hits him, and he fly, he flies out of the car. It, onto the car that Summer's the police car Summer's driving he gets knocked out and wakes up as you know the, the nighttime version of Rick and she's like get in and drive he's like whatever you say yeah, it's, just, it's, a, it's a it's a solid episode anyway but Rick yeah and that's a ladies and gentlemen I blame Casey for my Rick and Morty watching I blame uh, Generation Z <laughs> yeah, I was working yeah, high school students they're the ones that got me into it and I asked hey what are you guys watching what's what and they kept saying Rick and Morty I was like let me check this out and it's great because it fulfills my back to the future needs totally uh, you know (laughs) absolutely it's yeah it's it it is quite quite solid um what else you been watching or is that it um yeah that is that is it oh you know what i did i did watch the movie no hard feelings on netflix kevin hart no uh jennifer lawrence it's a rom-com that oh. dropped earlier this year. Oh, man, just a couple months ago. Oh. It's where she's she's basically a, a desperate <laughs> 30-something woman. Her car gets gets repossessed at the beginning. It's all in the trailer. And then she finds a wanted ad where two very well-off parents are looking mm-hmm. for someone to date their son. Oh, really oh to that's have, Really to have sex with their son to get him out of his shell. So Double standards. So we would never do that for a daughter. Yeah. That's so. messed up. Yeah, so but it's. <laughs> I remember the trailer. It's pretty. It's, 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 it's good pretty, It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Okay, it, it was pretty funny, and, it, and it's got a, it's got some heartfelt stuff at the end. There's some surprisingly kind of graphic nudity that I wasn't expecting, but I think I think honestly, part of it was CGI. I don't think it was like really Jennifer Lawrence's body. I think it was literally like either a body double or CGI, almost like oh, in. Wee. 
feet. Give me a fake breast right here. Yeah, I need you to lift them or, up. Or, or if, it, if it wasn't real, body, it was. It was. You can always, you always, I always look at the neck and the head to <laughs> see if it's okay, floating. It, yeah, to see if there's. And I, th- I think, I think it was a body, a body double. double. Yeah, I think it was a body double for sure. Hey, ain't mad at her. You know why not? Yeah, I don't want to be naked. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm older now. I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it was. Uh, it was just pretty solid overall. Uh, okay. And a nice, nice message towards the end. Okay. But yeah, no hard feelings. Uh, and today's show was sponsored by Natural Hair the Movie by Grind Over Matter Films available to stream on Tubi as well as Roku On Demand and on YouTube please check it out leave a review and a comment and now let's jump back into the show Thank you for tuning in to a Filmmaker Commentary we're talking about Beetlejuice 1988 directed by Tim Burton and now let's jump into the synopsis. The spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home, and they hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And if this is your first time listening to Filmmaker Commentary, please know that there will be spoilers. You've been forewarned. Who's in our cast of The cast. The cast of Beetlejuice consists of one Alec Baldwin, one Gina Davis, as well as one Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice, as well as Catherine O'Hara. We also have, of course, Winona Ryder and Jeffrey Jones. Indeed. How, uh, how did you watch this film in the in the past? Have you watched it before, or and how did you watch it this time? Yes, I mentioned before, I did watch this in theater. That's right, you should In did. San Antonio. I was right out of second grade, but my, my right. sister and my aunt took us to go see it. And it was a, it was a, little, a little scary. Yeah. Not too scary, but it was a little scary. And, you know, some things went over our head, but it was just so visually, like, like wow. Like, this yeah. is pretty, pretty incredible. I, yeah. How about you? VHS. It was, I remember the VHS. I, I remember that key art, like, yesterday. Um we rented it, purchased it, who knows, but we could always get access to it. It's just one of those films that's always been around. That probably made $100 million just in home video. Um, that's a billion-dollar franchise, for sure. Um, but I remember it being a different kind of creepy. Like, it was scary, but on a different level. Like, you know, we used to always go to church. I grew up in the church and stuff like that. So some of the themes was like, oh, I don't know. About like a that. seance, a little demonic. Yeah. So I tell you, the, the, when the art life comes to life mm-hmm. and it grabs those people, that that creeped me out as a yeah. kid. I was like, yeah, ah, the art's moving. And it's like grabbing like, Ugh, like that. I didn't. I, that part always was like yeah, really creepy to me. And the, Yeah, the art is dark. The, um, the people that have passed away, you know, because like, when, you know, grew up. You know, in the church stuff. So, like, when you pass away, you get like a new body and stuff like that. But these people are like in their jacked up bodies. You know stuck. what I'm saying? Yeah, they're like stuck. To, like, Ooh, this is, you know, it's interesting concepts to kind of see, like, what is death really like? You know, Ooh. so um, I always found that disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But even though they kind of made comedy out of it, I just found some of that stuff like, whoa. And then they're being willingly being possessed. You know what I mean? And mm. so I was like, I don't know about this, but right, we still. Right. Watch, but I'm still entertained. <laughs> <laughs> Even though those sandworms that that initially when they would come out of the ground, those things were initially like seeing those on the big screen. I was like, what is that? And yeah. then when the mouth comes out of the mouth, like a, like 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 a, a xenomorph. I was yeah, like, ah. that one was good. Yeah, yeah. Seeing that in the theater, that that I remember that kind of got me. I was that, like, oh. 
That reminds me of the movie Tremors. You remember a movie named Tremors? Yes, sir. Kevin Bacon? Yeah. <laughs> that was disgusting. That's what mm. that that's what those worms remind me of. Uh but what what did you like about the film? How'd you watch this time? And would you like or not like? This time I streamed it on on Max. Unfortunately, I, I looked for both of the 4K version and the Blu-ray, and I could find them, but I looked, and the, the features were just not up to par. Like yeah. I mean, like nothing. Uh, a couple episodes of the animated show, so the, the it wasn't worth purchasing. Yeah. Uh, so I streamed it on Max. What I liked about it were... I like the I like the actors. I mean, this is this is a a powerhouse now. Will be seen as a powerhouse cast. Alec Baldwin, come yeah. on now, young Alec Baldwin, a very young debonair Alec Baldwin before the fall. No, uh, Gina Davis, who was I mean, Gina Davis is beautiful, you know, yeah. tall, uh, tall lady. Come on, this was this was maybe after she had done the fly. Because this is 88. <laughs> yeah, she did the yeah. fly. Fly was like 85, 86. So. Yeah, she was on her way too. Yeah, man. Uh, so Gina Davis. This 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 film made Michael Keaton. Yeah. So, and his his performance is, right. is great. He's again. You know, we'll we'll get into trivia hilarious um, about yeah. that. But he's a, a tour de force in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Catherine O'Hara, uh, her her performance is memorable. And even the the the, the dad, Jonathan. What's his name? I like Catherine. Um, and John, Jeffrey Jones. It was know. did Home Alone come? Came after this, right? That's right. That's what I was, I was like. I was like, what? I was like yes, Kevin. Yeah. You know, and she's yeah. got that same kind of like rhythm. I'm like, dang, she does this this manic. She can do this <laughs> manic thing when she has that. I'll get. I'll say. I'll yeah. save it for the quotes. But okay. But she, yeah, she's got that energy. She can go up there. She sounds like she could maybe sing. Yeah, and, and like she's like a, like got a theater background because when we get to the scene, she's got where, some moves where yeah, she's the only one like really has rhythm. rhythm. Yeah, when, when that when, got when like I mean people on beat, but she like she's got Deo, some, she's yeah, she's got she's some, moving she's with got it. The sway. She's, I was like, hold on, who you? Yeah, I was like, okay, she's got it. Everybody else is like, gotta, I'm trying to. Everybody else is trying. She's doing. She it. She's not trying. She, yeah, she became the music. Like she she got something inside. Like somebody's yeah. <laughs> that salsa. That's it. Phone. Pain Yo, man, she, <laughs> but she's working it. I'm like, okay, I see you, Catherine. Like, she got it. everybody else is like, yeah, staring. one of my favorite scenes. Yes, anyhow. sir. Because they're able to use that in the, in the trailers. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. and it still it still works. Like, seeing it now, I'm like, that's like, I'm like, okay, you know, you struggling, you struggling, you struggling, <laughs> you struggling, you struggling. Yeah. Catherine got it. Catherine. That's why they so, closing little, up on it. Little soul in her. Absolutely. Probably sing some gospel. Uh, what were we talking about? Um, Likes. So, yeah, me, I like the transfer. Like the transfer, it looks clean, crisp, surprisingly looks good. Yes, like, sir. This is okay. All right. Well done there. Yeah, like the like the um the transfer. Uh I watched this with the family. Uh who likes it? We watched it during the day, so we Sometimes we're interrupted by the little the little kids. Someone's always crying or something. Somebody's getting slapped, sure. something like that. So it kind of <laughs> ruins the experience. Um, but they were like, oh, "It's okay." My middle my middle enough. kid was really into it. He was like, especially like on the parts when like the like there's dead people and like we're in wherever that middle ground of hell and yeah, heaven or whatever like that pur- is like purgatory. purgatory. They was kind of like dialed in a little bit. Like, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Keep an eye on that. <laughs> I'm gonna check in on you later. Right. They, Why is this so interesting? Yeah, to you? they were just like keyed in. I was like, dang, okay. That was as a, it was fascinating because all the different ways people had died. Yeah. You see, you know, the 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 lady of the night cut in half. I'm assuming she's the lady of the night, but yeah. she's like cut in half. Oh. Yeah. Or it could have been like a uh uh 
a magic trick gone terribly wrong. That's, that's what it looked like. You know what? That's a great point. <laughs> I mean, we're, right, yes, yes. The lady, the lady in the dress, in the sequence, <laughs> in two halves. Yeah, and that probably was a. I'm gonna saw this lady in half. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, but that's fascinating <laughs> to see those people there, and, and the yeah. fact that they retain the damage. Yeah. That that that's that gross. sucks. Like, what if you got like thrown to a wood chipper? Yeah, like how are you doing anything in this app? Like, you the just, guy with this been flattened. They got him hanging up. Feeling a little flat. Oh, like, oh man, he should have said, "I'm feeling a little run down." Oh, that would have been better. There we go. Yeah, I was like, eh, missed, yeah, missed an opportunity there. But, <laughs> okay, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I. I I enjoyed it. Like I I think like the first yeah yeah I I enjoyed it. It's mm-hmm. not it's not it's not, I, it's not my favorite because I haven't gone back and watched it. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Yeah, same. I I remember a lot of scenes. One hundred percent because we 100%. watched it so many times. Mm-hmm. So I was like the scene where when he's the snake and he's like oh. slides under her dress and look because I was like oh yeah he's a pervert yeah he's like but you don't catch it as a kid. <laughs> Oh, you know I, knew, I was like, I was like, oh, he should. He looked at her dress. I'm like, oh, cause, but like, because she, she even when it cuts away, she's like, oh, like but she just kinda, like all of the perverted stuff that he's doing, oh, yeah, I didn't he's, catch a lot of that. Mm. But now that I'm, you know, dad, you know, blah, blah, yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, this wait, is wait, not wait, good. Wait till you hear about the original script. Oh my god, yeah, they they, they 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 changed this thing up significantly. It's <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's 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 laughs and giggles now because a couple of. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is PG. Exactly. I thought, yeah. Nowadays, it'd probably be PG thirteen, but yeah, yeah, PG. Surprisingly, yeah. He was he was definitely uh, not 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 me too friendly. He was uh, especially Dude. like the way like again when he's the way he's grabbing on 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 uh, on Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude! Like, back up, homie! Back up! Like, man, this guy is a sleaze. Yeah, it's like, man, <laughs> we need to be pals. Yeah. Hey, do I, do I have a chance with her? I'm like, what are you talking about, man, dude? Hold up, man. <laughs> if, if I weren't a ghost, I'd be throwing hands right now. Right? Oh, man. But yeah, it's... it's <laughs> Michael Keaton's performance is is, is powerful. He's, he's believable. Yeah. When he, again, up until now, he had just played kind of... You know, he'd been Mr. Mom and, and played kind of everyday... Yeah. Everyday guys. But this was a real kind of breakout for him. In the trivia, I'll share some more about how... Yes, indeed. What, what he put into it. What kind of tone are they setting here? Tonally speaking, I put so this is a dark comedy. Yeah, we the, it opens up with the mu the music kind of and Tim Burton's kind of known for that music. You know, is opening up the Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. That's and, that's the guy consistently nah, with with man. with Tim. And it it's definitely setting the tone. Very catchy. Has its own character for this particular film, you know. We're flying over the the miniature town. At first, it looks real, and mm-hmm. then like as we go further, like okay, this is actually a miniature. And then we go into the um, into the house, and what is he? It's a spider, right? Is that what the what the opening sequence that's, is? That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's a spider that he then lets crawl into his hand, and he's like, he has a spider. And it's crawling over the house. He picks it up. His mouth is open. So the way he picks up the spider, it looks like he's about to eat it. And then he goes outside to throw it out the window. Yeah. That's a big one. I think he says, I don't know. I'm like, why are you so comfortable with these spiders? Like yeah. that thing looks like, a, looks like a tarantula. A spider that big has got fangs. Like, why are you so chill with this? <laughs> and he's got his Calypso, Harry Belafonte music playing. That's yeah. like, I like, I like, of course, the, the music. Yeah. And they said this film. Good vibes. So this film helped bring back Calypso music. Yeah. 
I like. Um, what kind of style do you think they're kind of uh, applying here? Uh, Tim Burton. I was gonna say it's a Tim Burton style. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have we have the you know audibly we have the Danny Elfman theme and the we have all those kind of familiar sounds in in in, in kind of all of all of Tim Burton's films, which we've, we've covered quite a few yeah. at this point from, yeah. you know, Edward Scissorhands to, to this. We, we never did Batman. We haven't done Batman 89, Mm-mm. but maybe I've just seen a lot of this stuff recently. I've, I've watched a lot of this stuff recently. Cause I went back to the theaters to see Batman 89 <laughs> last year sometime. God, maybe it was before that anyway. But so, uh, but yeah, he's got a lot of definitely common tropes. Hand, and then of course, and of course the, the, uh, the stop motion animation. Yeah. Cause we, we did, we did do the, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Did we? I think we did. I think we did that. Did we? I think we did that for Christmas. Maybe, maybe we or, did. Or maybe I watched the Netflix thing. I thought maybe we covered that. Maybe we, we did. did. I think we did maybe cover we did. I think we did. I, did. I think we did that for the Halloween. Uh, not Halloween. I think we did that for the for Christmas episodes last year. Oh. Let me say. I totally forgot. <laughs> it's all right. We've uh-huh. seen a lot of content, ladies and gentlemen. We have. Um... I feel like we were on the Tim Burton run. I just don't. We, you know, we. I think we did do a Tim Burton run. Um, you, uh, did he do the the um, Willy Wonka? We didn't do Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, did we? No. With Tim Burton. But perhaps we should. Because um, he, yeah. No, you know, I don't have Nightmare Before Christmas on here. Okay. I thought, I thought maybe we had. I think I just watched the. I think I watched the Netflix show. Oh, okay. The uh, the. the the films that made us yeah, they've got an episode about watch that. that one we did watch that my bad feels like we did um, where were we style for me uh, the sets because it was like a lot of settings and so like it kept a lot of the action at the home yeah and monster in the house you know because they can't leave the home once they die <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like aside from going to the the uh, purgatory lounge yeah uh, yeah they're there when I just feel like it's just a lot of settings and like dramatic lighting, like yeah, that's why I felt like dr- green light, red light, yellowish light, and it's so natural in the beginning, right? It's very natural, and also of course mm-hmm. when they they remodel the home mm-hmm. and it becomes this this weird kind of Art Deco yeah kind of vibe dark. from this kind of literally dark because they she's wearing the daughter's wearing these dark colors, the mother's wearing red, black red lipsticks, and she's real pale. So it's uh, they already have a dark energy with them that the family does. So mm-hmm. they're not even worried about ghosts and haunted. They actually want to be friends with them. So I'm like, what kind of family? Yeah, they, is they, this? they they literally got possessed in the dancing. They're like, oh, hey, can they come back and play? Like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah. The ghosts they want to know if you guys will come down and introduce your sounds. <laughs> what the hell? Like we're trying to we we just tried to scare them out Ooh. of this place. We we literally made their shrimp cocktails come up as a hand and grab their face and pull them and, and then we pushed them down and they're like well that was fun man they got up out of there um mm. what are some themes i had a theme of sudden death nope i had a, a theme of threes so you knock three times doop, 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 to open mm-hmm. the door that they drew on the wall and then Very of course good. you call beetlejuice three times so they had the number of threes as part of their I also had a theme of goth. When you see, <laughs> that's true. When you see, um, honestly, when I think about, um, 
Mm. The Winona Ryder. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was like, her name Wednesday was, Adams? No, I was kidding. Her name had flew away for a moment. Like, oh, come back here. Well, Winona Ryder, her, her whole look, that goth look, I wonder if that kind of kicked off the... Wednesday Adams is like that. That's true, but she was in black and white before, so it's kind of tougher to tell. But as far as like the goth look, mm-hmm. that you didn't kind of saw more of like with kids, like, you know, you got in like the middle school, high school people wearing like the, the oh, dark colors. It's definitely... Uh, I wonder if she kind of helped influence that look at that time. You had, you had the punk rock scene, but goth is different from just punk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you had the witchcraft thing that was real popular. And so uh, when you have movies that came out like The Craft and all these things, it was a mixture of alternative music and uh, the kind of like the style of music, especially if you're listening to like Man- Man- Marilyn Manson or some of these other people. Um, that might have been more mid-90s. I don't know, but... I remember that. Well, I just see her her look. I'm like, she's like kind of an early pre going right into the '90s very well. <laughs> yeah, just kind of platinum seat. Like that's kind of early stage, like that that look, that vibe. Yeah, dressing all black. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. You have any other themes? Uh, black and white. So we always see like the checkered floor. Um, that's also like some Masonic themes. If Alan's shirt is black and white. Yeah. So Beetlejuice's suit. Absolutely. So you see the black and white, which it's, is it's a contrast a- between. Two worlds is what black and white mm. is, living, death, and all that. And then, you know, the Masonic uh, checkered floor. So it's, uh, you see that throughout the film. Mm. Also had a theme of a home invasion. Oh. So obviously for <laughs> the, uh, for Adam and Barbara, it's the, the, um, the family invading their home. And, oh, I see. And then, and then it's, it's Beetlejuice invading everybody's like home yeah. and, and then even invading their family, yeah. trying to steal away uh mm-hmm. um, takeover. Yeah. Trying to steal away. What's her name? Winona. No, nah, I don't know her name. Lydia. 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 Trying to steal away Lydia. Yeah. And then, and then the cartoon, like uh, Beetlejuice and Lydia are pals kind of. Yeah. They're buddies. Dark. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's make that demonic. Let's just make it friendly. Wait, wait do you hear about the original script? My gosh, this is this is this was such a <laughs> such a like a re- rewrites. Like, oh man, as soon as possible. Um, <laughs> what are some of your favorite scenes or memorable scenes? I uh, saw so Beetlejuice's commercial that that pops up. <laughs> Come on down, free, free, free. Yeah, in in the, in the theme of a uh, a car salesman. What do I gotta do? Who do, who, who do I gotta kill? Get a deal. Afterlife bio exorcist. Like the way he has a brand. Like this dude has a brand. It's it's pretty brilliant. He's he's yeah. It, it, he's just Michael Keaton is just working it. Man, his energy is all throughout. Man, I wonder how he did that. Um, the when. Adam and what's Barbara 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 when they just they're discovering they're dead and these people moved in and he for they're about to go up to the attic and he runs by them real quick to close the attic to close the door before the new family can get to the attic up the steps right yeah he runs up the stairs no head he doesn't have a head he, and his body's just oh, running right. um, I just think it's cool because with people that experience uh, paranormal stuff they feel like the go- like a cold wind go by them and so they're experiencing that even though we get to see him physically go up there from their perspective they're like what's that and then the door closed boom most people will be afraid and scared like uh uh-uh, uh we done we mm-hmm. moving out Mm-mm. nope <laughs> no not today yeah <laughs> 
But his family's on street. I just thought that whole sequence was pretty cool. It reminds me of a uh, a clip I saw on uh, on Instagram this week where there's these two people walking by. They're like in a department store, and there's these mannequins. These, these are the, the kind of like modern mannequins, almost look like the N one figures. They're oh, all, yeah. all white, you know, no 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 facial expressions, just just a mold, just absolutely. All white. And they're there, and these this this couple, this uh, this guy and this, and this girl, they walk by a Latino couple. They walk by, and all of a sudden. One of the mannequins throws like a a, a workout bag. Like I've seen that at one. A, I've seen it, that goes, one. It, it hits the lady or like goes overhead, and and but then it goes right back into the pose. For, yeah. Still, <laughs> she and she looks back. She's like, no, uh, and she and so she goes off like out of frame, and and the guy's like, who threw that? Who threw that? And then old girl comes back in the frame. And she's like, Mm-mm. she's got the bag. She's like, Mm-mm, I got this, honey. And she walks right to the mannequin. She goes. Which one of you threw this at us? And she hits, she hits the mannequin. Oh, and the guy, and the guy moves, and it's like it's two of them there. And the guy's yeah. like, and they're like, hey, hey, you know, the mannequin lives matter. <laughs> mannequin lives. And she's like hitting him with the bag. It was just funny to see that like, she took a very different approach. She went right in on those dudes. That's funny. Um, oh, favorite other favorite scenes, the dead lobby. When they first show up there, and again, we're seeing this variety of people from the guy who has his mm-hmm. head shrunk. That was creepy. Like the guy with the head shrunk. Because he got like, the buggy what? eyes. And yeah. Just, can't say anything. <laughs> He's yeah. just talking with his eyes. When I first saw that, I was like, yo, this is, I'm very uncomfortable with this guy here. Um, <laughs> and then how they get there, because they haven't read their book. They have this book called the, the what's like the handbook of the recently, the recently deceased. Recently deceased. Yes, sir. And so they haven't read through it. They said it reads like, like a manual. instructions. <laughs> yes. And so, but, you know, Adam's reading. He's like, oh, okay. He learns that he has to draw a door. So he draws that door. Yeah. And then a door away opens up. A portal opens up into this place. Is it him or is it Barbara that that figures that out? He does because he's like reading through. Oh, actually. uh, Then so he draws a door. Does a little door knock. Knock three times, right? Is that what they knock three times? Uh Uh-huh. And mm. then it opens up, then there's this green light coming in. And if you do like demonology and all that stuff, like greens, demons, we, we learned that from um, Natural Born Killers, the director from Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting, the green door. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to tangent again, but that's, that, that, that shines some light on something else I've, I've been uh, reading in a... Incredible Hulk comic book. Oh, they introduced okay. the concept of a green door, and this is literally a version of the Hulk they call Demon Hulk. So that, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Thank you for that enlightenment. Yes, sir. Demons everywhere. Ah, <laughs> yay! Entertainment. Demon Here we go. Night. Check out our last episode. <laughs> Some green in there too. Um. Oh, so that was my thing. The dead, the dead lobby. What's 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 another favorite scene for you, sir? Um, the the smoky caseworker. Like she's smoking a cigarette that is coming like out of her throat. Like yeah, no, but <laughs> it's just like just how man. She's just like. She's got it, man. As an actress, she's she's like she's commanding. She's like you believe her, but I just thought it was always funny that she's like right before she leaves him, she's smoking and the smoke is coming out of her throat. I was like, oh, okay, that's how she died. You know, you can kind of that is that lady. Her name is Juno, okay. or her character is Juno, but that is, that is Sylvia Sidney. So she was nominated for an Oscar. No, not for an Oscar before, and uh, uh, she won a Saturn Award oh. for Best Supporting Actress. Okay, kind of reminds me of uh, Ed Wood when when our guy won the Oscar you know just kind of like they're older you know what I mean and like kind of like hey you know we appreciate you Legosi yeah 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 he's the same guy who was in uh, Entourage who would who would show up in Entourage <laughs> trying to let me pitch this to you 
How about this? <laughs> Does it sound like something you'll be interested in? Or I forgot what his line was. Yeah, he always had the same tagline. <laughs> How does that sound to you? It sounds terrible. <laughs> Ari Gold is like, oh, does that man. sound like something you're being asked in? Does that sound like something you're being asked in? Get out of here. Man. You don't have to talk to me like that. Ari. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. That guy was, man. Yeah, yes, sir. Um, so when Beetlejuice flies out of his coffin the first time I there, after they've gone and they've, they've dug him up. Mm-hmm. And again, as a kid, I didn't quite understand initially that they were they were they were inside the model. And I was yeah. like, "Why is this ground look so fake and rubber?" Oh, cardboard, they're, they're and everything, inside, yeah, yeah they're inside the, the actual model itself. So, but then that thing shaking and boom and flying up out of there. It's like, whoa, what's what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then he's there, and it's and it just gets it gets creepy from there. He gets <laughs> handsy, very very handsy. Handsy starts touching the wife right away, kisses her. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's uh, aggressive. Ding. Uh, uh, favorite scenes are like, of course, the is it? Uh, what's the name of the song when they're when they're being possessed at the table? The Deo. Deo. I that one was a favorite scene. You like leading up to that part. I always liked it. We always were around that part. That was mm. just it felt like a music video, basically. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that one was always awesome. Again, Catherine O'Hare, her moves in that man. She's yeah. she's on it, man. She is absolutely and on then it. She got the little like the side stylized bang, not bangs, but the like the baby hair. She got it kind of like stylized uh-huh, on curl, the curl down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, like little MJ influence. I don't know. I'm saying like people were her edges. Her edges were the edges. She had edges. the styling gel laid down, which was a style in the '90s. A lot of African American women had their edges stylized with the even some of the brothers with the Jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. So yeah. that's what they were about. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was, again, if you watch that scene, she is on it. Like, she's got the, she's got the moves there. Everybody else is, they're, 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 they're getting by. They are getting by. She's moving on the, the two and the four. Everybody's on the, else on the one and the three. Ah, and then one of my last scenes was just the marriage scene when, uh, Beetlejuice is trying to marry Lydia and then everybody's trying to interrupt you. Like, don't. And so he's trying to shut everybody up and trying to get this little pastor man to hurry up. This little demon pastor demon, like, where the hell did this guy come from? And this is quick. As he showed up, his ass leaves at the end. Like, oh, I'm done. He needs to go back in my little space here. Like, where are you? It's a job. He has a like, job. Who, 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 you, you got some more on your docket? Some more, some more <laughs> demon weddings on your docket? Um, uh, yeah, he has a whole situation. Minister Mayhem over here? Like, what is going on? Yeah, wow, that, that one was interesting. And what book are you doing these vows? <laughs> I'm like, do you do you, you do you get the Book of the Dead from uh, from Evil Dead? Like, I don't know. It's just uh, I got questions. <laughs> I got great you, questions. We don't, we don't say the B word. We don't say the B word. <laughs> we come for your daughter, Chuck. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, so I got I got a couple other favorite scenes. I'll, I'll crank out real quick. Uh, again, I, I, a memorable scene. Again, I mentioned before when that art comes alive. That just as a kid that creeped me yeah. out because those, those her, her art's ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly. Yeah, don't fail. Don't fail. Yeah, but when it starts like dragging along the ground and it just grabs them, it's like oh no. Yeah, yeah. you don't want that. anyway. Uh, that then there is uh, I put the Barbara Beetlejuice barrage. So I think this is when she. Yeah, well, she's she's come out of the corpse phase. You know, they've been seanced and brought brought to life in mm-hmm. their in their wedding outfits. Yeah, and he's already zapped 
Allen into the into the <laughs> into the model. That's right. And now she's she's stepped forward and she's saying his name, Beetlejuice. And he, you know, like like you said, he's trying to stop me. He, he throws the uh, the zipper onto her mouth, and then she unzips it. Beetlejuice, and he, and he throws the metal clamp. Yeah, he, he winds up like a baseball pitcher. Yeah, boom, steal. Yeah, that's just that's just uh, that's just a cool it's cool effect. But you see them like fighting back against him to uh, to try and, and save Lydia. Mm-hmm. Um, then at the end, just the end of the film, when you know Lydia's come home from school, now she's changed her whole look. She's yeah. gone from wanting to commit suicide. Yeah, now she was a dark character. She was lonely. Yeah, I am. Yeah, she's got her line. I I am dark and unique, or whatever the line is that she says. But now she's she's leaving, you know, leaving girls' school, and she's got some color on, wearing a regular, you know, schoolgirl uniform. And she gets home, and they ask how she did on her on her test and everything. And she's like, "Can I?" And she wants to be possessed, whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, possession is fun. I she floats up in the sky, and she's jumping the line or whatever. Hit the body on thing. I delete you, and she's doing her thing. I'm, I'm watching this as a child. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, wee. She's, she's having fun. Yeah. She's flying. <laughs> she flies. She's and then the, and the, the the you know the the dumb dead football players. Yeah. Ah, this house is just full of spirits. Satan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they've invited all kinds of stuff into into their house. And then, like, and, you know, from a human standpoint, you know, the um, they kind of lead on that she couldn't have kids or he couldn't have kids or something like that. because Yeah, they couldn't have a family. Like, so the she's, house she's is too become big. Like a, you should a have a family. Like, and you see that she's sad. And like, oh, mm-hmm. they don't directly say it. But, you uh, know, but yeah. or, or they haven't been able to have kids at this point because he also says, well, we can try again That's during right. this vacation time. That, so. Yeah. It, we're not we're not sure what they, we it's clear that they've tried to have a family but they hadn't been successful thus far yeah so clearly Lydia becomes a surrogate daughter yeah for them and the fact that she's the one who can actually see them it works they feel seen yeah literally <laughs> they're checking on the spiritually how was your homework how was that about the math so they get to do that and then mom was, and dad get to live their little crazy life you know Upstairs, so that's what, what, what kind of what, that's uh, what like absent parenting this is some kind of like, oh, let, it, let it go, Sandler. Yeah, our daughter is being raised by, by by spirits. Yeah, oh my, I think it's a darker, even darker story behind all that. Again, original script, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, so then at the end, just again, Beetlejuice kind of getting his comeuppance. You know, this guy's a fast talking, wheeling, dealing demon. So even yeah. when, now he's in the the purgatory waiting room, and he yeah. gets this <laughs> he gets this ridiculously long waiting number. It's nine like, million and something, and <laughs> so many it numbers. Says, <laughs> number one, like two, I think it's like two within or three. And he's seated between the creepy head shrunk guy. Oh, they're on number three. They're on number three. Keep yeah. in mind, there's a theme of threes here. Oh, that's true. And he's sitting between two people when there's three people <laughs> on the seat. Head, head. The guy who got his head shrunk, and then the actual head shrink, head shrinking, or maybe the the shaman, the, I don't the know, shaman, the voodoo doctor, the witch doctor, yeah, sitting to his right. And he's he's making small talk with the head shrinker. Hey, how how how'd you do that? How do you blah 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 blah? Yeah. And then he then he looks at the <laughs> the, head the, the, the the witch doctor, and uh, he sees his number. The, the head shrinker is number four. Yeah, he's next. <laughs> and Beetlejuice's like, oh, there's Elvis. <laughs> and the, the, the witch doctor looks, and, and Beetlejuice grabs his number and just throws this long number onto him. Doesn't try to slip his hand. He just. He just <laughs> And the witch doctor just plays it so nonchalant. He's looking for Elvis. And then he, then he, he looks back center. He looks down at this number that's just draping over his hands. 
he looks at Beetlejuice and then he just calmly just and Beetlejuice also right before that he's like, like I got I got a GQ uh, photo shoot coming up soon so I gotta hurry up looks like I'm up next yeah, looks like I'm next <laughs> Witch Doctor just puts his hand over him and just sprinkles some, some witch dust yeah and then Beetlejuice's head proceeds to shrink hey what's going on wait wait ah! yeah just blabbing and but he gets his, his comeuppance but it's, it's all apropos for, for one Beetlejuice fantastic that was a good scene yeah solid solid ending <laughs> because you're wondering okay well, what happened to this guy tropes aha so I, I don't think me personally I'm sure there's some but I totally didn't I didn't uh, yeah I didn't write them down I got just a few I have uh, one a uh, a happy couple yeah you know, this is a very happy-go-lucky, very much in love couple. They seem like almost they seem like I want to say they seem like newlyweds. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've been married for maybe a couple of years, but they they their their love romance seems you know fairly 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 new. Mm-hmm. Not sure what they do for a living, what they do to make money to live in this yeah. area of Connecticut because it does even though it's does a smaller miniatures. town. Yeah, we weren't really able to. Yeah, no idea what they get do that for idea. A yeah. Um, but also again a, a trope of uh, the young person that can see dead people. That's true. I see dead people all the time. Um, I put a theme of the 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 the, the couple wins at the end, like somehow like they they find a way to 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 win. Yeah. Um, and then um the the pushy real estate agent. <laughs> She's legit. She's gonna close the deal. She sold the house too. Yeah. She, she is, she is on, as soon as they died oh on the market yes finally sold oh, two months mm. yeah those are the themes that I had okay I got the tropes tropes do you have any quotes I've got a couple of quotes yes okay do I have any I do so this is again we mentioned this before it's the one by Adam who says this thing reads like stereo instructions <laughs> yeah uh, one of my quotes was uh, while they're in purgatory uh, it's Adam and Barbara they're waiting all these dead people they're seeing all these bodies everywhere uh waiting in line to see their caseworkers and but they're in the state of however they died whether they've been electrocuted or whatever the heck happened they're next to this guy is real crispy he's crispy hair is fried he's completely black almost skeletons and he's smoking cigarettes and he's like hey uh, you want a cigarette and they're like no 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 i'm trying to I'm quit trying to my, I'm, I'm trying to cut back myself <laughs> <laughs> a little late buddy i'm trying to cut late. back <laughs> As he proceeds to take a drag, I was like, this is great. Yes, sir. Uh, so this is when uh, Adam and Barbara, recently dead, they're at their home, trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, he's like, oh, just, you know, us here, you know, alone. He goes, maybe, maybe this is heaven. And Barbara says, heaven, there'd be, there wouldn't be dust on everything. I'm oh, like, that's right. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. When Adam and Barbara, they're explaining to Lydia that they're trying to scare their mom. And every time they try to scare her, she's just like, she's gone. And so she like wakes up, turns the remote like it's the TV and it goes back to sleep. Lipstick smudged on her face. I'm like, dang, she don't care. She just knocked out. And then as they're explaining this, Lydia's like, you can't, you can't scare her. She's, she sleep with Prince Value. Right. <laughs> that was, yeah, as a kid, I didn't get that. But now I'm like, aha. <laughs> So this is uh, Delia talking to her husband once the once uh, Otho is is there and she wants to redecorate. He he wants this quaint looking home and she wants yeah. to re- redecorate the whole thing. Yeah, 
He says, if you don't let me gut the inside of this house, I will go and tell you, I will take you with me. And she just hits this pitch, yeah. like very much so like the Kevin, Kevin. Yeah. She, she goes that, that into that level. Um, but it's, yeah, she's come in the middle of that. <laughs> so yeah, that's a memorable. Uh, one of the quotes when, um, Beetlejuice is going through his tirade and <laughs> I don't know if it was Lydia or Barbara that was saying if he's like qualified to, you know, to come to the other side. What are your qualifications? He said, I've seen The Exorcist 167 times and it gets funnier every time. <laughs> I was like, like, whoa. So th- in, in that little speech, yeah, he's giving like his history, how long he's been around because yeah. he, he mentions like surviving the, the, one of the plagues, the bubonic plague or something like that. I'm wow. like, what? How? I, I never caught that point. This guy's He's been around old. Yeah. Mm. Um, so this is both Barbara and Adam. Well, actually, no, this is Barbara. She says, this is when they're, they're putting on the seats, trying to scare, scare the family out. Mm-hmm. And she says, this is so corny. This is what we've been reduced to sheets. It's like, wow. Yeah, that is, is, is very, you know, there's a trope right there. Ghost, ghost putting on the sheets. True. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> and the fact that Lydia thinks it's her parents having sex initially, yeah. I'm like, ah, yeah, okay. I could, uh, that's, that's, yeah, tongue in cheek. Okay, I can get that. I don't know who Beetlejuice was talking to. Maybe it was Lydia. And then he was just like, <laughs> she was asking about Adam and Barbara. I think that she was asking about Adam and Barbara. And he's like, yeah, they're dead. Dead, 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 dead ski. It did just get that. How many ways can we say it? Uh, so this is uh, Barbara and Adam. Well, she was first. They're first going to actually call upon Beetlejuice. And she says, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. And she stops and pauses. And she looks at Adam. He looks back at her. And she says, go ahead, Barbara. Say it. <laughs> Beetlejuice. And there he goes. Yeah. Um, this is from Otho at the table. They were, you know, entertaining guests and things like that. And he was like, you know, people who commit suicide become civil servants. <laughs> <laughs> they start laughing. It's like, oh, snap. Going back to the lady that had the, she's the blue lady that's helping them out. She said, if I know what I know now, I wouldn't have done this. And she shows her wrist that she committed I wouldn't have had my accident. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, she is a civil servant. Mm. It was like, dang. Wow. Dark. Yikes. Biting comedy. Dark comedy. Yeah. Uh, so this is after they they send Be- Beetlejuice back to the model, and they re- they reject his help, and he's like, "I'm a professional," <laughs> and then he kicks down the tree and it falls over, and he says, "Nice effing model," and he yeah. grabs his his junk. That's <laughs> a kid that was like just hilarious. <laughs> the fact that they use that sound effect <laughs> while he's doing his his best MJ impression, like, what what is going on? <laughs> um, that's all I have. Uh, I got two more. This is when uh, when when they actually call upon him to come and help. Yeah, and he he realizes it. Oh no! Oh, this is when Lydia, when she says his name, find the third time. And he's like, "It's showtime!" Yeah, and there and there he comes. And then this is at the very end of the film. Once Lydia has come back from taking her exams, and she's like, "Can I, please?" And just the, the, something about the look that Adam has on his face, and he, he looks like down over his glasses, like, "Well." I suppose. I don't know. There's something about his delivery <laughs> yeah, true, on that. True. I don't know. That always kind of stuck out to me. Well, 
I, once I saw it, I was like, oh, I remember that, that delivery. But yeah, that, that just stood out to me. But that's all the quotes that I have. Do you have any questions for the filmmakers? I do have one question, yes. Okay. So when they decide to remodel the home, they are literally adding pieces to it. Like there's things being moved around. But why would you remodel a home and bring in the furniture at the same time you're remodeling? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. You're changing floors, you're changing walls. Why not do that first, then bring the furniture in? Anyway, that's, that was my only question. Yeah. They got a lot of things that don't make sense in this situation. Maybe it's a Tim Burton thing. Mm. Trivia! Speaking of which, um, they had this little device that was in the front of the house while they were doing renovations, and it's like scratching the grass, and it's like spitting dirt out the back. I was watching some YouTube thing that like that device does nothing. It's just spitting dirt out. It, I heard the same thing. Okay. So just to kind of go to add to what the heck is going on. So once again, the, the actual, we, we didn't actually grab copies of the, any physical form of media no. of this because there were no special features at all. Mm-hmm. So I relied on YouTube and pulled, um, some different behind the scenes information and some different uh, YouTubers that actually had done some pretty, pretty good research on the, the making of Beetlejuice. So mm-hmm. here's where some of this trivia comes from uh, partial credit to nerd boxes, the pop five. Boom. So the original idea for Beetlejuice was along the lines of a normal horror film. And Wes Craven was originally slated to direct. Ooh, I would like that one. Yes, sir. And so finally in Mick, Michael McDowell's original script, Beetlejuice is a actual winged demon, mm-hmm. and his appearance is actually that of a uh, Arabic man, and he actually wanted to, he wanted to kill the family that was inside the, uh, inside Adam and Barbara's home, not just scare them away. He wanted to kill them, Dang. and he wanted he didn't want to marry Lydia. He wanted to have sex with her. Dang. Like clearly, he wanted to have sex with her. Get right. That to was it. that was his that was his. No drive. need to do marriage. Right to it, no. no, sir. So he's trying to have sex with her. Um. And originally he was summoned not by saying his name three times, but just by exhuming his body out of the ground. I have a trivia. Um, the look for Beetlejuice, uh, Michael Keaton, uh, he kind of explained that he wanted to look like he got electrocuted. Well, he his just hair. stuck his like hand in, the, in a socket. And I always wondered what that green stuff was on his neck and around his like mouth. And I was like, that looks disgusting. Like diarrhea is what it looks like. But it's actually mold. mold. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Don't gain. Yeah, this guy's crusty. <laughs> you know this dude stank. Okay, crusty and stank. Um, so originally there was an additional daughter, a younger daughter named Kathy, and she was the one who could actually see Beetlejuice. And in the original script, she was uh, actually mutilated by Beetlejuice while he was uh, in the form of a squirrel. Oh, that's messed up. Yes, sir. Dude, um, do you know t- how dark that would be? This oh, version? yeah, this, yeah. This first version was was very much so. Again, it was it was a regular horror movie. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't some PG <laughs> family horror film. Um, Dang. Tim Burton originally wanted Beetlejuice as a uh, to be to be in the lines of a of a basically like a Vegas lounge singer, and originally he wanted Sammy Davis Jr. to play the role. Shaboing, boing, boing. Dang, that crazy group. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Uh, but uh, the 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 producer uh, Geffen, who who owned Geffen Entertainment, which also did yeah. Little Shop of Horrors, mm-hmm. 
You know, we've seen that logo that is like a globe. The Geffen Company. Yes, sir. He convinced him to take a look at Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton turned the role down twice before taking it because he just didn't understand the character. But finally, the third time he met with Tim Burton, he was able to explain it and and threw out some ideas that that stuck with Keaton. That's when Keaton went and contacted Warner Brothers' um, wardrobe department and began to pull in some pieces. But Michael Keaton, by and large, is responsible for the look of Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like it's that, that's like almost all his brainchild. The well look, done. move, like it, yeah. Um, so yeah, Keaton, Keaton created the look. He ad libbed most of the lines, and he shot his scenes in all of two weeks. Oh, Beetlejuice actually only appears in seventeen minutes of the whole movie. Stole the whole thing though. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um. And uh, the success of the Batman film, which of course came after Beetlejuice, which of course Burden and Keaton partnered on, um, is is what caused the the sequel to Beetlejuice to never come to fruition. Warner Brothers gave Tim Burton total creative control on Batman Returns, and so he went and did that, and so the sequel to Beetlejuice never happens, which originally was going to be... Beetlejuice in Hawaii was going to be the original sequel. That would have been horrible. I'm glad they didn't do it. Yeah. So now where we're at is that um, our our resident Ortega. horror fan, General Ortega, is is in the uh, the works for the the Beetlejuice sequel. Which actually makes sense since she's been Wednesday. She has that vibe. She can float Totes. right into the Winona character writer character. If that's what they have for her sir um and lydia and now will be the time to do it while she still looks like she can play that age yes sir well she'll probably look that way for a while because <laughs> i don't think she's gonna get any taller so yeah but you know i'm not gonna comment yeah <laughs> <laughs> um also so uh, michael keaton's performance of Beetlejuice is partially based on a character called chop oh man yeah chop something chop chop tea Chop something from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And I actually saw a video. When you see the way this guy talks, yeah, Keaton is 100% Dang. taking taking influence for Beetlejuice's, his 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 cadence and his mm. sound from this character. Dang. It's, it's, I was like, oh, yeah. Let me borrow Definitely. That. definitely. Well, we did Demon Night. And when... Uh, Billy Zane? Well, like, you do it again, When he was doing that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It remind me of Beetlejuice, just like the cadence and like the mad demon guy that's trying to convince, hey, let me in, let me in, let me out of here, let me in the door. That's a good point. You know what I mean? The demon that's pleading, but kind of using charisma, charm, or trying all the different tricks to get in. Very much so. That's a Maybe really that's good a point. trope, you know? Yeah, yeah, the charming demon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last two bits of uh, trivia. There's currently a documentary called Doc, The Documentary for the Recently Deceased. Yeah. And it's currently in post-productions, and it is about the making of the Beetlejuice movie. And uh, lastly, Winona Ryder beat out Alyssa Milano for the role of Lydia in Beetlejuice. It was down to those two. Man, they were the it girls, man. Um, either way would have been good, but Winona, can, I don't know. She plays like uh, the drag. Well, that's our introduction to her. Like, yeah. I, like we didn't know Winona before. This was her. This was her breakout role. She never played anything before this. No, this is her first thing. Oh, she yeah. looks sleepy. <laughs> I'm tired. I need rest. I'm strange and unusual. I'm stuff. <laughs> Teenaged angst. <laughs> yeah, I should say. So, a trope being the, um, the 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 depressed teen. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah true. Absolutely. It's really sad. So, so sad. sad. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. It's like sad. She didn't brought in entities into her life. She's talking um, to dead people. I just want to be dead and be like the other, like Adam and Barbara. They're so carefree. They <laughs> cut up my mom's shades. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's her name on Rick and Morty. That's how she talks. Summer. Summer. <laughs> so, so. Summer's a, Summer's a, like the the voice actually handles Summer in uh-huh. Rick and Morty. She's she's on it because she, but it's like she's <laughs> she's got like she's got this hero energy though. At the same time, like when she like Rick knows he can really really rely on her. Yeah, you know Morty is still immature. Yeah, and Summer is too. But but when stuff needs to get done, Rick knows he can rely on Summer. Absolutely, like she she saves the day many a time. Agreed, man. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um. Do we know what we're going to watch next time? Or are we going to, it's going to be a surprise. Still. Huh? We still have to do Filmmaker Tips. Oh, my bad, y'all. Uh, now it's time for Filmmaker Tips. I didn't have any. That's why I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. You're going to have to skip over Reginald. I Sorry about that. Know. Sorry about that. That's oh, so much work. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, tips. Uh, you can get effects on the cheap. The crew bought supplies from a local hardware store yeah. to make some of these effects that eventually helped win them an Oscar. Boom. Uh, rewrite when needed. So Warren Sacrin from Beverly Hills Cop fame and Larry Wilson are the ones who helped with the rewrites for the script, which <laughs> made a big difference. It was, it was a different movie. Yeah. It was a very different movie. A, yeah. God. And it was actually Catherine O'Hara who suggested using Calypso music for the movie. Originally, they were going to use like uh, some classic R and B. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes Different. you know, listen to your your actors, get some input from them, and that it totally changed the energy for for those scenes. Absolutely. Which makes sense why maybe she can move so good to them because yeah, she was she's already been she's, practicing. Already, she's already jamming to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Tim Burton, he he yeah he agreed, and they started uh, buying the rights to different Calypso songs. A lot of. Uh, Harry Belafonte. I mean, man, he's got three, three, three songs in this film. Hey, it's a jamming. Hit. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, man, it was good to watch this. It was, seemed like a pretty quick watch too. It wasn't didn't drag on. Most horror is like that. Most horror yeah. stays stays under two hours. Like yeah. you about like like an hour forty five. I think is what most yeah. horror kind of track tracks in at. Mm-hmm. It's like get in, get out. All yeah. right, scare you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Resolution. I All right, it. we're gone. Yeah. Yeah, I was happy. Happy about that. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna hang around. Yeah, yeah. Get what you got need. Something to go. I, I, got, I got places to go. People to do. Come on. Uh. Hello, ladies. Uh, stop me. Watch me. Uh. <laughs> no, do I have a chance with her? Uh. <laughs> so creepy. This is Beetlejuice is a creep, man. This dude is a creep. He would be. Uh, <laughs> don't kill somebody, okay? <laughs> Like the dude literally is going into a uh, Dante's <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, that's I, I I never noticed the title before. I'm yeah. like, that's super super tongue in cheek. Like, it, it, there's a lot of and the caseworker put that there. Oh, she said I put that there. Mm. Uh, you know, to kind of buy to keep them busy. Yeah. Wow. Like, man, like, what kind of powers do these people have? Like, they're I don't understand this world. <laughs> Not trying to either. No. Uh, and what are we diving into next time? Or we're we're yes to we're be so, yeah so to we, be determined. No, we we already know what what is it? Jumping into so oh my we, bad. We, we're, right. we're we're actually going to continue our 
Robert Zemeckis run. So That's we're going right. to go from horror into something a little more family friendly. From from the dead, we're going to actually take a step back. We're going to stick with the 80s. Yeah. And we're going to go back in time with yes. Back to the Future. Indeed. Um, I hope y'all guys have a great Halloween. And where can they catch us? Facebook.com forward slash Filmmaker Commentary. We're also on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Check us out on Twitter. He is at Reggie Titus. I'm at KCG Smith 32. We're also on Instagram at Filmmaker Commentary. He is at Reginald Titus Jr. That's JR. And I'm at KCG Smith 32. Until next time, peace. Respect.